0: Hi, David here. Uh, Just before we get into this week's show, I just wanted to apologise for a couple of technical issues we had uh, in the making and editing of this particular episode. Um, When we started recording this week, Matt was using his internal mic on his laptop by mistake so uh we did twig about halfway through the recording but uh the first half uh, his audio might be slightly worse than usual uh, but hopefully it's still completely listenable and also when we came to edit for whatever reason there were a couple of sync issues a couple of glitches on my end of the recording and there wasn't much i could do other than just try to edit around that to the best of my ability uh We still had a really good conversation and it's hopefully completely listenable uh, but I did just want to apologise that we did have these slight gremlins this week. So thanks for listening and please enjoy this week's episode. To Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David, and as always, I am joined by the legendary Matt. Hello there. So, uh, Robin Hood this week, you called it. it. I mean, it, to be honest, it wasn't a hard prediction to make. No, no. But, uh, yeah, um, before we get, uh, get into the episode, I guess we should... Uh, do the usual 30 to 45 minutes of <laughs>
1: yeah. unrelated preamble. I don't know. Compared to last week, it's been sort of a quiet news week. It has.
0: I, You know what? That's come as a bit of a relief to me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've generally been doing a Time lord Victorious update every episode. The only thing I really had to talk about this week... Um, Oh, actually, have I... I'm just thinking now. I haven't talked about the uh, Paul McGann story yet, have I? He kills me. No. Not. no. Uh, okay, I'll quickly mention that one because I was going to say the other thing that I've got still on the to-do list is the second part of Monstrous Beauty, but that will have to wait to another time because I've not had time to to do that. But yeah, so I listened to that. It's um, it's basically uh, what's the name of the Western episode with Matt Smith?
1: Oh, um, town called-, town called Mercy.
0: That's it. I just blanked on that for a second. Uh but yeah, it similarly to that it's playing in uh, in with western tropes. Um I would say it's it's more in the realm of like affectionate pastiche. Mm-hmm. It's not really like doing much to like subvert the tropes of uh of your standard western. It's just very much playing in those waters. Um the the, the real highlight for this one is hearing Brian the Ude. Like, uh, a character we've already met in, in one of the novels, actually sort of hearing him come to life a bit. Uh, I forget the name of the actor who portrays him, but does a, does a cracking job. D- there is no doubt in my mind, Brian is the the standout character of Time Lord Victorious at this point. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like, I am hopeful that Brian will continue in some form or other beyond Time Lord Victorious I would like it if he just popped up every now and then in other big finished stuff or you know books or whatever because it's just one of those characters just like they really did strike gold with that one I think um and apart from that I mean Paul McGann is does his usual thing you know he's just sort of effortlessly brilliant so (laughs) not much he can really say about that um so yeah good not 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 amazing but solid is my mm. overall assessment of that one, and I am very excited to read the second part of the Doctor Who magazine comic, uh, Monstrous Beauty. But we'll uh, that we'll have to wait until next week because I've not is not that found... next week? Well, it's out. It sat it sat in my uh, in my my rucksack. My copy of uh, this month's Doctor Who magazine. I've just not had a chance to really crack into it and uh, read much of it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, what's on the docket for you, uh,
1: Morrison's uh... update? Uh, I went to Morrison's yesterday. Yeah. Uh, on the advice of one of our listeners, Kimberly, mm-hmm. she recommended when you get the big breakfast, why not have two coffees with it? <laughs> so I had a Morrison's ultimate breakfast yeah. and two coffees yesterday.
0: How did that work out for you? It was good. It
1: saves you having to queue to go get another coffee. I've never thought of it. Just yeah. get two at once.
0: It's quite smart.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly don't really have much to talk about, compared to last week. Yeah, it's been a quiet one, hasn't it? And oh, what, one thing I will mention, yep. from last week, after we discussed it, I thought I'd give Doctor Who Infinity a go.
0: Is It's still available on the App Store, is it?
1: It is. Yeah. Uh, the only problem was, as soon as I downloaded it, the opening, well, I don't want to say cutscene, but the oh. opening animation... Was the doctor speaking to some character that I didn 't recognize? oh, so I immediately thought it was a spoiler, so I not only closed the app, I've uninstalled it, so it was on my phone for all of about thirty seconds
0: yeah, I mean it might might be have just been an original character for the uh, game I can't remember I, basically it's not a risk
1: I'm willing to take yeah,
0: and to be honest, it lasted it didn't last much longer than that on my phone. I installed it, had a fiddler element that was like, this is not for me." <laughs> and that was that yeah. uh, no, no, like, no offence to anyone who did enjoy it because I know people. some people got really into it and had a great yeah. time with it if you enjoy a thing that's fabulous and I don't want to take that away from you but uh, yeah. for me well, if you
1: enjoy this particular thing you're pathetic <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what you want to say you're too polite to say it so I'll say it on your behalf <laughs> No,
0: honestly, I, I genuinely am of the opinion. I, I want, uh, people talk about things like guilty pleasures and stuff like that. I, I have no truck with that as a concept. If you like a thing, like that thing wholeheartedly and proudly, you know, un- unless your thing is like cannibalism <laughs> or whatever, you know, hmm. that you shouldn't feel any shame about about the things you enjoy. Um. So, yeah, if people like their shitty match-three puzzle games, that's their choice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't. I really don't have a lot
1: more yeah, to talk uh, about. Yeah, this is going to be like an, one of our old episodes yeah. where we don't yak on about anything in particular. I'll
0: tell you what I did want to mention, just because it's like it has been vaguely eaten away at me. Um after literally I think the day after we recorded our our little chat about the big finish's upcoming new war doctor begins uh yeah. thing and, and I sort of voiced my my sort of mixed feelings on that. I listened to the official big Finish podcast they had an interview with the chap who's playing the war doctor in it mm-hmm. first of all, he just comes across as just a wonderful human being oh really like. Good. He, just, just, yeah. Immediately, so, so humble, and, and and like clearly quite an intelligent bloke, and just I was just like, oh, I'm actually I am rooting for you here. Um, I certainly I hope he doesn't get much in the way of sort of abuse or anything like that because it's totally undeserving. Um, and also the the um, I forget his exact title, but like the the main creative, I think it's creative director at Big mm-hmm. Finish, um, Nick Briggs, also, you know, best known as the voice of the Daleks in Who. Who, um, mm-hmm. He he was talking about how he was a bit upset with some people using the word cash grab in relation to this project. And I felt terrible because I did blurt that out on our podcast. Yeah. And I didn't really mean it in a pejorative way.
1: Oh, uh, here we go. Captain Hindsight, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, okay, all I wanted to say was... Uh, um, I, I wasn't, like, actually accusing that. I was saying, like, maybe it will be, maybe it won't. And I was more just saying in terms of, it. you know, it's hard to say. At the end of the day, businesses are businesses. They're there to make money. And I don't blame businesses for seeing an opportunity to make some money and exploiting that. But I didn't, by by using that term, want to imply that there is no sort of... At the end of the day... <sighs> Big finish. They're not Disney, are they? They're no. not. They're not rolling in millions. They're making a niche product for a niche audience, and they're doing it with a lot of love. Um, so I did. I did feel. I felt like Nick Briggs was talking to me at that <laughs> moment. And I felt quite bad about it. Maybe so. he was.
1: Maybe he's Jacobus X. Maybe.
0: I mean. To be fair, the episode hadn't dropped by the time we uh, uh, he'd recorded that. So that would have be been quite spooky if he had somehow sort of seen through time and, <laughs> yeah. and, and listened to it, the
1: episode. It's now a good time to tell you that Nicholas Briggs is actually my like pen name and... Uh... <laughs> Secretly <laughs> I'm in charge of the whole project and I'm really upset with you.
0: Yeah, and you're 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 secretly one of the biggest Doctor Who fans in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, I've got that off my chest. I don't have anything else to really mention.
1: No, I'm trying to think if I've like seen or done anything this week worthy of note, but I haven't. It's been the last week of the school term. Yeah. So I've pretty much just been collapsed. Very most enough. Uh, nights when I come home. Yeah.
0: So, shall we crack on with the quiz then?
1: Yeah, this week's wheelie big quiz. Do you yeah. want some good news? Yeah, go for it. As of this morning, we have surpassed the hundred pound mark. Oh wow! So, does that have any
0: implications for for what we do?
1: Like, in, in um, what
0: sense? Well, do we did we have a a sort of like reward set for surpassing the uh, goal?
1: Or? No, we're just ten percent of the way to us having a little kiss. <laughs> Amazingly, since since that episode dropped, yeah. so that would have been yesterday, roughly about twenty four hours ago, mm-hmm. I have had no communication or replies from any listeners to any of my tweets. <laughs> I, I think we've just severed, yeah, whatever listenership we had.
0: Do, do you think? Do you think perhaps you misjudged the appetite for that particular
1: um, yeah, goal? yeah, yeah. I should have. I should have started small. Maybe said we'd have just held hands for one recording. But yeah,
0: yeah. You don't want to rush into these things,
1: do you? Plus, I also said we'd kiss for four minutes. That's, that's a, a lot. That's a very long time. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, don't like, I was I've in my long car long the other
1: day, and I was looking at. I was listening to uh, a song by the Cure, yeah. and I was like, "This has been going on for ages, and it wasn't even at the four-minute mark." <laughs> so, yeah, but. That means we're only 20 pounds away, David, mm. from my big apology.
0: Now that I'm looking forward to.
1: So, the initial Holy target up, was That's... 120 pounds because yeah. we were aiming for about 10 pounds a week. Yeah. Uh, we've absolutely smashed that at this rate. Yeah. Um, so 20 pounds away and David will write a script for an apology yeah. that I will read for all my misgivings and Poor opinions of the Doctor Who. I cannot
0: wait. We've I've, o- I've already, I'll be honest, I've already uh, started a little draft for that.
1: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I cannot wait. I mean, the main things I can think is I'm going to have to say Midnight is good. You are. I'm i am going to have to say Sarah Jane's an alright companion. Mm. I, think, I think
0: you need to revise your opinion about Patrick Troughton as well.
1: Oh, f- God, and the big one is I'm gonna to have to say that I like Unquiet Dead, aren't I? Of course, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, that, that it, there's there's a lot of potential that that could be this time next week. I'm looking I think, forward to it. You know, twenty pounds away. Potentially, you could put ten pounds in the pot today.
0: Oh, I could. I I, I could just nudge it along. Um. <laughs> yeah,
1: and plus we I, I'd I'd love to know who it is, but hmm. we've got an anonymous listener. Who is playing along and donating money based on whether you beat them and their score in the quiz? Oh, ha-
0: have you seen whether they beat me this uh, uh This week they
1: called it a tie again because Midday. they didn't count the fact that I basically gave you the answer about Remembrance Sunday and the character yeah, of yeah. Latimer. I,
0: I, what was going on with my brain in that one? I was listening to back to that when I was editing it. I was just like and I had my head in my hands, I was just like, what? What's happened to my brain there? It,
1: it, well, that you're only just, human. Oh, Nobody's perfect.
0: That was that was excruciating to listen to. It was a very poor showing for me that week. Um,
1: let's, yeah. well, let's I, I, it, I think it's thing. worth noticing yeah. that I, I don't know whether the cards in the box are in any particular order, but yes. I've just been pulling out a card from the front and then putting it to the back mm. so we don't repeat. Uh, I did pull one card out today, and the first question was, who gave Clara the TARDIS phone number? Uh, so if you are playing along at home, we're skipping that card. Yes. Because... I haven't even looked at the back. I don't want any spoilers. Yes, yeah, we do not want to go down that road. Um, Okay, so the standard rules apply. Six questions from Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit. Of course, we have not plagiarised this game from the Married to Who podcast. (laughs) Uh, Each question David correctly answers is worth £1. Mm -hmm. And if he answers all questions correctly, the week total is raised to £10. Now, I don't think we've actually mentioned this week what this is all in aid of.
0: No, we haven't.
1: Yes. So we're raising money for the Teenage Cancer Trust. And so far, everyone's kind and generous donations has raised enough money. Like we say, we've passed the £100 mark. We've now raised enough money to run two sessions of on-ward activities just to try and relieve the stress of uh, teenagers who are receiving treatment for their cancer. Well, that's magnificent. And I need to apologise because last week I made it sound like it was I was very self-aggrandising. <laughs> saying like, oh David, aren't we brilliant in doing this? It, it's not for us. We're just trying to do a good deed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So are you sitting comfortably, David? Are you ready for this week's questions?
0: Ready as I'll ever be.
1: Okay. So question one. The topic is Time Lords. Okay. Which Time Lord always had a tattoo of a mythical serpent eating its own tail on his or her body? The Corsair. Correct. Off to a good start. One pound in the pot. Number two. This is from The Companion's Topic. Okay. Martha Jones's older sister was known as Tish, but what was her real name? Oh,
0: I don't know. I could have told you Tish, but I don't... I'm going to guess, like...
1: Letitia? Correct. Oh. Two out of two. Yes. There's a lot of random questions about Martha's family, isn't there? <laughs> I just think and and what lot, their name is. I think
0: it's because <laughs> they uh, there are a lot of them and they're very poorly established characters, so you have yeah, to really yeah. do some digging to
1: think about them. Okay, question three. This comes from Episodes and Stories. Okay. In The Evil of the Daleks... What does Theodore Maxtable's time cabinet contain 144 of? Now, mm, we're in trouble here because Evil
0: of the Daleks, if memory serves, is partially missing. And I don't believe, therefore, I have seen it. It might even be fully missing. So can I just give me the question again and I'll I'll hazard a guess.
1: Okay, so in the Evil of the Daleks... Mm. What does Theodore Maxtable's time cabinet contain 144 of? <sighs> Valves. Oh, unfortunately it's mirrors. No, I wouldn't have got that. All right. Yeah. Okay. So unfortunately, the ten pound prize has been lost mm. for this week. I'm sorry about that.
0: It was it was we were doing so well.
1: Okay. But we could still put five pounds in the pot. We can. Let's crack on. So the next question. Years and dates. Okay. What year is it when the Doctor and Clara encounter a lone ice warrior on a Russian submarine? Oh, it's definitely, it's the, it's
0: it's the 80s, isn't it? 1984. Oh, so close. It's 1983.
1: 1983. Oh. Oh, well. Okay, question four. This is from Monsters. Yep. Who does the Tenth Doctor say controlled the army of Meanwiles and Neverwares?
0: Oh, this is some Time
1: War bullshit, isn't
0: it? Read read me the question again.
1: Who does the Tenth Doctor say controlled the army of Meanwiles and Neverwares? The Nightmare Child? Sorry, it's The Could Have Been King. Oh, fucking Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you to watch your language, please, David. <laughs> <laughs> the Wheelie Big Quiz is sacred. There'll be no cursing here, please. Yeah. Okay, final question. This is cast, crew and beyond. Mm-hmm. And again, I believe this falls into the beyond category. It's always beyond, isn't it, this one? Yeah, Okay. In the world of Doctor Who, what kind of publication is The Examiner? (laughs)
0: Okay. I don't... What's that even a reference to? Um, a scientific journal.
1: I'm sorry, it's a newspaper which has featured in several episodes since 2005.
0: Really? I've never spotted that. No. They just I've... In- invented their own newspaper, have they?
1: Yeah, just to have in the background.
0: That's so annoying.
1: <laughs> so that's that's two pounds in the pot this week. Oh,
0: I, I can't believe. That's t- two weeks in a row. I've only managed two now.
1: Yeah.
0: That's very disappointing.
1: I know. Who knows, though? T- next week could be your week.
0: If, uh, if recent... Things or anything to go by, I sincerely doubt it will be. But uh, who knows? Yeah. Who
1: knows? Something to look forward to next yeah. week. All
0: so. right then, Robot Sherwood. Um, yeah. Let's let's do it. Um, well, before I ask you about your feelings on this episode, I did want to ask you first: How do you feel about Robin Hood as a legend, as a, as a story in its own right?
1: The Disney version of Robin Hood yep. is possibly my favourite Disney film, my favourite classic Disney film. It's
0: it's a cracker, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I grew yeah. up on that film. I absolutely adore it. I'm also a big fan of the uh, Errol Flynn version.
1: Mm. Have you ever well, seen that? Uh, maybe. It's, maybe. Yeah. I think it it was
0: made in like the nineteen. 19- Thirties, I want to say it's uh, it's pretty old at this point, but like you know, one of those early Technicolor, mm. you know, high budget marvels of the, of the period. It amazingly, it really holds up.
1: And Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, yeah, is the first sort of grown up film I can remember going to the cinema to watch. All oh, right. Um, so my dad took me, my brother, and then my uncle took one of our cousins, mm. and I remember sleeping all the way through it. <laughs> I don't because know, I, 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 I don't know it. whether it was a PG film. Probably. I think it was maybe before the twelve rating was brought in, and mm. I, I remember going, and it was it was an evening showing, yeah. and that film's you know the best part, of three hours long, I yeah. think. And it was just too late for me. Yeah, it just didn't.
0: It wasn't sufficient to to, to counteract
1: yeah. the. Uh, uh, no. Yeah I, I, yeah, I wish I saved it. You know, you know when we passed five thousand downloads, and I said you didn't have to sing. I could have made you sing Brian Adams this week. <laughs> I,
0: I, yeah, I, like I say, I've, I don't think i have ever seen seen that film. The, it, I, I know it does have some kind of cheesy pop song at the end, but I couldn't tell you what it how it goes at all. It it was like the longest reigning number one single of British chart history. But I've told you before, my my knowledge of pop music is next It was to number zero. one
1: for about four months. That I'm is certain it was 16 weeks. <laughs> Everything I do I do it for
0: you. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. I have heard it. I'm not like I'm not I haven't completely lived under a rock, but you know I didn't I didn't grow up listening to pop music. We didn't have like pop stations on in the car or anything like that. So I just
1: uh,
0: a lot of that stuff just
1: passed me by. Um I, I sometimes forget that you grew up in an Amish community. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well have I I yeah,
0: I you know, I, ju- I just had a, a, a piano teacher for a father who mostly just listened to classical music and that's uh, you know the same difference, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, what about Men in Tights? Have you seen that?
0: I haven't, no. I, a lot of the night, you know, 90s, like mainstream 90s and late 80s films, it's just a huge gap in my knowledge because I wasn't really allowed to watch a lot of that stuff growing up. Mm. And a lot of it, I look at it now and just like Oh, I can't be asked." Like I say, I only watched Terminator, what, a few months ago this year.
1: And I, I. I... There's a Russell Crowe version as well, yeah, a fairly recent one, and it it's sort of famous because he claimed that his accent for the film mm-hmm. um, he'd taken from Yorkshire, which is obviously where I'm from, yeah. where my Yorkshire my Yorkshire accent originates, and um, I think he's a big Leeds United football supporter. Uh-huh. And I think that was the, the reason for it, right? So he said, you know, I'm playing an Englishman, I'm going to do a deep yorkshire accent so was he playing was so he was playing robin hood in this he was playing robin hood well that's really annoying for a start because obviously robin hood is from nottinghamshire yeah so and especially like russell crowe's accent's like oh right geezer uh <laughs> you've seen the sheriff of nottingham <laughs> it, it, it is it is not a yorkshire accent oh god is it like
0: eric Idle doing a cheeky cockney in, in, uh, yeah um, it, yeah Lord that and is Python? a good
1: likeness yeah yeah yeah
0: oh dear yeah i don't know that's the thing it's as a myth it can it can be done well it can be done poorly mm. but it does endure and and i think the reason it endures is because on at, at a base level it's just there's something very very appealing isn't it it's like i think one of the 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 oldest examples of of a hero myth that actually really properly fits our modern hero mm. myth um format if you like You've got a very clear-cut good guy, a very clear-cut bad guy, and a very simple, relatable motivation that's really easy to root for. Steal from the rich, give to the poor. Who doesn't want to get behind that?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Boris Johnson. Oh,
0: yes, exactly. Most of the cabinet <laughs> is. at this point. Um, yeah. uh, but anyway, we won't get too drawn <laughs> onto the specifics of uh, yeah. that right now, or this could be turned into a much longer podcast that I'm hoping for. Um, but yeah, so I, I really like Robin Hood. Sounds like you're basically on board with Robin Hood as as a as a myth as well. What did you think about the Doctor Who take on Robin Hood this week?
1: Um so I I want to quote one of our friends from the Married to Who podcast. Okay. Uh so I'm gonna quote Cody and I'm sorry, because obviously American through to British English, this could be lost in translation. Okay. This episode Is shit. (laughs) Didn't do anything for you at all? This is one of the worst episodes we've watched in a long time. Wow. Mm. Easily. Easily. But. But? uh, But. When I put a message out looking for feelers on what people thought of this episode, people were, like, pretty up on it. Yeah. I... Um, yeah. Do you, want, do you want to know so, how, how I feel about it? Go on. It's all right. Well, what what I thought I would do is I, I, I've decided I'm going to fight back a little bit okay. on this. So quite often I have to tolerate the opinions of other people that I disagree with. Uh-huh. And, you know, we're going to talk about this episode and everyone thinks it's great and I don't. Okay. So what I thought I'd do is I'm going to at different points through our recording today, I'm going to voice an opinion I quite on something I quite like mm-hmm. that I know a lot of people don't. Okay. All right. So the title that I'm giving this little segment is called "When You Try Your Best But You Don't Succeed." For, I'm trying. That's a reference to something, and I'm. For, it is yeah. because. I'm not ashamed to say it. I quite like Coldplay. So what I'm going to do through today's episode is run down my top five Coldplay songs. Right. OK, then. <laughs> I, I, if you're Because hoping... everyone was going, oh, this episode, it's such good fun. It's not. It's yeah. awful. It's absolutely rubbish. If uh, I, I... And that's what people say about Coldplay. So I'm going yeah. to fight fire with fire today. OK, I mean,
0: do you want to know my feelings on Coldplay? Um, I know that you're a conference. big fan. <laughs> I have none. I just they they are they are basically. I I have very little frame of reference for them. Occasionally, I've heard songs and have found out that later that they are by Coldplay, and I and I, my general opinion is just, oh, uh, I mean it, it. It just their music leaves no lasting impact on my brain whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Um, So I've been pushed to the edge. I'm I'm playing my trump card here. All right. So if people want to voice their unpopular opinions with me, I'm going to voice my unpopular opinions with them.
0: Great. Well, well, I look forward... I mean, I say I look forward... I'm clearly lying. I have absolutely no emotional attachment to this whatsoever, but certainly I will acknowledge that that is a thing that is now going to happen in this
1: episode. (laughs) I I just think this episode, Robot of Sherwood, it's just like... The Doctor's like Robin Hood. Fucking hell, we get it, yeah. right? Just... <laughs> Did you notice that? That that was sort of a subtext of the story?
0: Yeah, and then I really liked it at the end Robin
1: and... where Robin Hood and the Doctor yeah. are stood there and he goes, do you know what? We're very much alike, aren't we? I'm Robin Hood, you're the Doctor. Aren't we the same? The end.
0: <laughs> uh, sometimes, Matt, I do feel like you're a little bit allergic
1: to fun. No. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) Need I remind you, I'm the inventor of the wheelie big quiz. (laughs) But what's... Need I remind you, I propose that we kiss for four minutes on the pod. Uh But...
0: I can't imagine actively disliking this episode. I'll tell you what I actively dislike.
1: Mark Gattis. he needs to stop.
0: (laughs) You say this every episode with him.
1: Enough is enough. All right, he won a little bit of praise with me from Crimson Horror, yeah. But this, this David is unacceptable.
0: <laughs> All right then, shall we rattle through it? Get get this I, out of the way. I
1: bloody hope so. Yeah. Right. So the Doctor and Clara are on the TARDIS. Yep. And the Doctor offers to go anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Clara's reluctant to say she, you know, she has an idea, but she thinks the Doctor's going to judge her. Yeah. And she says, it's Robin Hood. Yeah. The Doctor says, well, we're going to struggle to get there because he's made up. Mm -hmm. And as a little bit of a hark back to last week, Clara calls the Doctor heroic. So that whole idea of, oh, I don't know if you're a good man, is still sort of the undercurrent. Yeah, it's in play
0: for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. So he suggests they go to Mars. but She says, let's go see Robin Hood. Yeah. The TARDIS arrives in Sherwood Forest and is hit by an arrow. Yeah. And I like the little effect where the Doctor pulls the arrow out and the TARDIS can immediately heal itself. I didn't know it could do that. Yeah. Well, Considering the TARDIS is always broken. Yeah. Yet it can somehow heal itself.
0: Well, it's it, the chameleon circuit is operational. It's just stuck in that particular mode. Hmm. So it it makes sense that that it would be able to just re-establish the you know the setting. Uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, not the first uh, time we've seen seen the, the TARDIS getting struck by an arrow. If uh, IMDb is to be believed, it's actually the third time. Does it tell us
1: what the other stories are?
0: Uh, one of them is, I believe, the Silver Nemesis, which mm-hmm. um, I can't honestly. I can't remember if I've even seen. I couldn't even tell you which doctor that is. So, um and the other one was uh Shakespeare code. Oh, which we right. have seen. It's right at the end of that episode. It's when uh Queen Elizabeth II, uh sorry, Queen Elizabeth I and her her guards are all chasing after the doctor
1: at the end of that episode. So, the doctor says, "Don't worry, there's no such thing as Robin Hood." Yeah. Except when he turns around and looks across the river. Robin Hood's just stood there. Hmm.
0: And it's like, it's just the most obviously Robin Hood, Robin Hood imaginable.
1: Yeah, I can't believe when we ran through all the different versions of Robin Hood, we didn't talk about Maid Marian and Her Merry Men.
0: Oh my God, we didn't. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. American listeners, do yourself a favour. If you like Blackadder or anything like that, check out Maid Marian. It's for kids, but it's brilliant.
1: It's basically the entire cast of Blackadder, yeah. most of the cast of Red Dwarf, <laughs> yeah. and all the other British actors you've seen in stuff from the eighties. Yeah, just uh, prattling
0: about doing a very silly version of Robin Hood.
1: Yeah. Now, um, I, I. This could have been a dream, so yeah. I apologise, but I'm certain I'd read somewhere that they were trying to get it remade by Netflix, and I know Netflix oh. are remaking everything. No. Uh, Le-
0: Some things just. A Best Left Well
1: Alone. Um, I'm just Googling it quickly to see if there's anything. Made Marion and a Merry Men Netflix in talks for Reed Boot, uh, says Tony Robinson. If you don't know Tony Robinson, that's Baldrick from uh, yeah. Blackadder. Yeah,
0: it was his baby, basically, this, uh,
1: this series. Yeah,
0: he played the Sheriff of Nottingham, he did. didn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it has got a brilliant, brilliant theme music as well. Yes, yeah, just everything. It. And also, did you ever read the spin-off comics? No, were they? They they were really
0: good. They were slightly different. It was back in the day where, you know, spin off stuff could kind of often nobody paid that much attention to. Do you know what I mean? So it had a very different uh, style of humor at times. It was a lot more crazy and absurd and uh, like, not like Maid Marion, the TV show, was like silly. Yeah. Silly humor. But, um, the, the comics would often go into like full on Monty Python level insanity. Um, well,
1: uh, the main memory I've got from that show is there's one episode, I'm certain it's Prince John yeah. demands a statue be made in his honour. Yes. And they make a giant jelly baby <laughs> of him. Yeah.
0: Oh, I really need to revisit that show. I can't. When Little Absorbloth's the right age for it, we are definitely watching it. I'm,
1: I'm certain I tried watching some of it on YouTube, yeah. but because it was like scanned from a VHS, the sound quality was really poor. Yeah. And it was quite difficult to yeah. watch. It's
0: That's the thing. It's it, A lot of 90s kids' TV, it's really challenging to get decent quality. Cause it do you know just, what I, it was you know what I think de- this
1: calls for? Yeah. I think I'm going to email the BBC again. Go for it. Get it on iPlayer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if we can get that on on all of this gold. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah. So So coming in at number five of my all-time favourite Coldplay (laughs) songs is uh, "Speed of Sound" from the X and Y album. Okay. Uh, Came out in 2005, my first year at university. I remember hearing it on the radio in the uni bus, and whenever I hear it now, it just takes me back to that time. There we go.
0: If, if anyone has any strong feelings in. about that, feel free to contact Matt on the, on the Twitters. Uh,
1: I, I have put my top five Coldplay songs out on our Twitter, but I think because of the whole kissing thing, mm. people are just giving us a bit of space at the moment. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Right,
1: so the Doctor is immediately sick of Robin Hood. Yes. Come on, this is yeah. fun, right?
0: This uh, is, it, it's. I like the conceit of this, where this episode is... It's like, it's a silly romp where the main character is actively resisting getting drawn into a silly romp. Like, mm. he's actually just trying to shut it down before it, it starts.
1: I did like it when Robin Hood is giving, like, a big speech and the Doctor says, does anyone ever punch you in the face? <laughs> yes. And then when Robin Hood says, no, not really, he goes, oh, well, it's lucky I'm here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... Clara exits the TARDIS, Yeah. and one of the messages we got about this episode, again from our listener Kimberly, mm. was just like, isn't Clara's hair magnificent? Yeah, the whole get-up. Like, like, is it extensions? Is it a wig? Who knows? What's going on with Clara's hair?
0: Who knows? Yeah, I don't know if they've got... like. I'm assuming they don't have a full hairdressing team in the back of the TARDIS, just that we've n- never seen.
1: So do you think she did that herself? Well, that's the, the doctor
0: in-universe... Which seems very unlikely, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the whole ensemble like not everyone can pull off like a magnificent scarlet medieval gown, but uh, Jenna Coleman certainly does in this.
1: Yeah, again, to use a phrase from our friends over at Married to Who, mm. she be banging. Mm. I mean, again, that's lost in translation because in in English that literally means she's quite literally having sex. <laughs> yes. The verb to back. Yes. Yeah. In England means she's having yeah. sex. I think they do. they do use that. Do you want to say hello well. to them again after you did list last week? No no thank you. Why don't you say hello to Alex? He's the only one you haven't said hello to. Hello Alex. Moving on <laughs> You're so rude. <laughs> I'm trying to introduce you to some friends. Come on, you can do better than that. I, I, I honestly can't.
0: You're, you're you're making me terribly uncomfortable right now.
1: <laughs> Why don't you say something like, "We enjoy your podcast. Uh, we're glad." Because because I feel guilty that I've done. not
0: listened to any more of it yet.
1: Oh, I have a, every Monday morning. I listen on my way to oh, work.
0: You think is, I don't have a commute at the moment. I'm I'm working from home most days.
1: Mm. And every, every Monday morning, I get a little message saying they've put a new episode yeah. out. And I think, oh, I can't listen to that, so I'll listen to an old one.
0: Yeah, I do fully intend to catch up at some point, but I, I'm not really I, – I have so little free time at the moment. And uh, my my work's been so busy that I can't concentrate on podcasts when I'm working. So I don't, I, I've I got very limited time for actually listening to podcasts at the moment. but uh, yeah. It's just
1: moan, moan, moan with you. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Yeah. So Clara looks lovely. Mm-hmm. And she sees Robin Hood, who immediately thinks Clara looks lovely. Mm -hmm. And he wants to commandeer the TARDIS. Yes. It's like Uh, some kind
0: of magic box, box, probably worth a pretty penny.
1: Yeah. So to decide whether he wins it or not, he has a little sword fight with the Doctor, except the Doctor's wielding a spoon. Yes. Because he'd been eating something. I think it was supposed to be yoghurt, but we
0: don't really get a good establishing shot of the yoghurt. Yeah. Um and also that spoon is like a serving spoon. It is fucking massive.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like nobody eats a yogurt with a spoon that size. Not even time lords. No. So that slightly annoys me, but also I do quite like the conceit of having a sword fight with a spoon. Like yeah. Good. So... Good bit of uh uh, you know,
1: slapstick and nonsense here. I didn't like that he cut the button off the Doctor's jacket. Uh, I was thinking about this. Right. Because of of all the Doctors I've seen, yeah, I, I think my dress sense closely mimics Eccleston's. Because he just literally wore jeans and a T-shirt most of the time. Yes, indeed. I mean, I don't have a leather jacket. Mm. But I I think if I could, I'd like to dress... Like uh, Capaldi's doctor. Yeah, he's very smartly turned out, isn't he? Yeah, but he's got like that... I mean, I know a little bit about Capaldi, the person. Yeah. So he's almost got that sort of like mod look about him because he mm. did used to play in bands and things, didn't he?
0: He did, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I would very... say, did you know that he's related to Lewis Capaldi? But I don't think you know who that is.
0: I am vaguely aware of Lewis Capaldi.
1: Mm. P- um, he came... Ag- uh,
0: Onto my radar when I was watching some Glastonbury coverage a couple of years ago.
1: See, uh, last year when my wife and I got married, mm. we, we went up to Scotland on our honeymoon. Uh, well, we were meant to be going to America on our honeymoon, but that got cancelled. So we had a few days in Scotland. And in fact, I said last year, it's over a year ago. Yeah. Um, just if my wife listens, she'll shout at me for not getting the dates right and everything. <laughs>
0: She doesn't um, listen to this, surely.
1: No, no, she's got better things to do. <laughs> um, but everywhere we went on our honeymoon, it was Louis Capaldi's like really sad song. Uh-huh. Uh, I was getting used to being someone you loved, something like that. Uh-huh. And it's really sad. So we had like a really like upsetting honeymoon because <laughs> that <laughs> song was everywhere. <laughs> you know, we'd be going for like a nice romantic meal. Yeah. So we went to this place called The Dome in Edinburgh that's yeah. like one of its best restaurants. Mm. And it was just playing this like murky drone of a song in the background.
0: Yeah, that's no fun, is it? No. Nah. Yeah. So I
1: was a bit mad that he cut his butting off, but never mind. Because the doctor uses a little feint, a little pirouette, mm-hmm. and pushes him into the water with his bum. Yeah. So the doctor celebrates and says, "I'm the best in the world," and it turns out Robin Hood's just under the water, swipes the doctor's legs, and knocks him into the water. Yeah, I like this. It's a it, to it's me. Not very chivalrous. Just accept defeat. You've been bettered.
0: Yeah, it. it's. Uh, it, uh, it reminds me of. Uh, this, I think it's possibly even a conscious reference to the scene in uh, the Errol Flynn version, which. Genuinely, Matt, you should watch. You would really enjoy it. There is a great scene where uh, he encounters Little John for the first time, and they have a quarterstaff fight on a bridge Mm -hmm. over a river,
1: and it ends with both
0: of them in the water, like laughing about, and you know, best of friends. I I
1: think I think that must be mimicked in Prince of Thieves because that scene also happens.
0: Possibly, I think it's just one of those ones that's like like straight out of early tellings of Robin Hood, but uh. it, for me, the the version that is emblazoned on my mind is is the uh, Errol Flynn version. So, uh, but yeah, so I think that's a conscious nod to that. Um,
1: so we then cut to meeting Quail, yeah, who he's uh, who ultimately is not important. No, but he, I know we pretty much do this every week, yeah. but he's played by the guy that played Mace Tyrell. Yes, he in is. Game of Thrones. Yeah. So in I thought, Game oh, if they've got him, he's going to be in this for a while. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> no. Did you Did you recognize Did you recognize the other Game of Thrones cameo in this scene? Oh, I don't think I did. Is there someone else in here? In so his ward, the girl, yeah, is the actress that plays her. Is the face that Arya Stark wears when. She feeds what's his face the pie made of his children. Oh right. Yeah. So you know when she becomes one of the faceless yeah, men. Yeah, I remember that scene. Yes, yeah, I can see it now. Yeah, I can't remember because it's the guy that played the first Doctor, isn't it? David Bradley. That's him. I can't remember his Game of Thrones character. Everyone will be shouting it. Mulder Frey. That's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can picture the scene vividly now. I, I and she did have one of those faces. I'm like, I'm sure I have seen you in another thing. I cannot mm. think what it is, so yeah. I mean, I should always just default. If if I feel that way, it's probably Game of Thrones. Yeah. Probably See, whilst one.
1: we're discussing Walder Frey, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the Game of Thrones Children in Need musical special. I haven't, no. Where the music is supplied by none other than Coldplay. Wow. And actually, the drummer from Coldplay is in the Red Wedding scene. He's one of the musicians that fires oh, yeah. the crossbows cameo, and plays okay. yeah. the Reigns of Castamere. Yeah. So it's now a good time just to drop in number four on the top five you Coldplay songs. Well. It's Strawberry Swing okay. from the album Viva La Vida or Death and All His Friends. So 2008, slightly later. Yeah.
0: Is there a cut-off point for you with Coldplay? Like, do you like their most recent stuff? Do, uh, do they have any recent stuff?
1: I think when we get to number one, you'll see that I've covered the full spectrum. Oh, okay. Exciting. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, one other bit of casting we need to acknowledge here. Uh, who's playing Sheriff of Nottingham? Ben
1: Miller. Ben so Miller. we've had Miller and Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. So, again, overseas listeners might not be aware, but Alexander Armstrong was the dad in The Doctor, The Witch and The Wardrobe. mm mm-hmm. He was the pilot guy, wasn't he? He was, yeah. So he's only in a, yeah. a couple of scenes, but yeah. So he has like a comedy double act with Ben Miller, yeah. But I mean, they're less prominent working together these days because Alexander Armstrong hosts Pointless, yes, uh, a popular daytime TV quiz, yeah. And he also releases like his own jazz albums and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he's I become think- he's become one of those just sort of like grandma's choice type entertainers hasn't he Mm -hmm. Um, whereas Ben Miller is doing not much as far as I'm aware of he's not having like major starring roles or anything
1: I think the last time I saw him he was maybe on have I got news for you yeah
0: I think the thing is the thing is he's probably probably doesn't need any more money so if he's just if he can't be bothered why you know why don't you just put your theta?
1: Let's see what he's been up to.
0: Ah, oh, we we, I was had such hopes for this episode coming in around an hour, and we're just nowhere near, are we? Uh,
1: well, it's okay because for whatever reason, my laptop's decided the keyboard doesn't work anymore. Oh, so. fair enough.
0: Um, so we could we can move on from that. Yeah, but so uh, yeah, so so we've we've now had both Armstrong and Miller. We 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 we're sort of, and we've had Mitchell and Webb. Yeah, are there any other major double acts we need to?
1: Um, I don't know who we had. Peter Kay comes as a one, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. We've had James Corden, and we've had the girl that plays Stacey in Gavin and Stacey, but yeah. we haven't had Matthew Horne.
0: No, we haven't had. Matthew
1: um, Horn. we've had pretty much everyone in. Uh I was gonna say skins, but that's not what I mean. Space. Space, yeah. We've we certainly got a good chunk of the cast of space
0: out spaced out of the way at this point.
1: Yeah. We've had a representation from every house in the seven kingdoms of Game <laughs> <Yeah>. of
0: Thrones. <France. laughs> it really does seem like there are there are there aren't that many actors in uh the UK, doesn't it? But uh Yeah. Anyway.
1: Um yeah. What we've also you had you, most but, of so, Hogwarts as well, haven't
0: we? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um yeah. So Go on, sorry. What do you think of Ben Miller's performance here as the sheriff of Nottingham? I
1: I think it's it's very sort of pantomime, isn't it? It is, but I think that is exactly what the script called for. Mm. I don't think I don't know. It... I, I think I might have liked this episode more if it was a Christmas special. And I know that I've hated all the Christmas specials. Yeah. But it seems more in keeping with what they do rather than an ordinary episode of Doctor I Man.
0: understand. It feels... It certainly... It, co- it comes across as very broad when you think that you had two quite dark episodes in a row with Deep mm. Breath and Into the Dalek. Two... You know, one that's very sort of like a bit body horror and then one that's quite psychological. And then you've got just... Knock about Robin Hood, Rob. Well,
1: that's it. We've had it drummed into us that this episode, this series, sorry, is going to be a little bit darker. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, hey, little John with Robin Hood.
0: <laughs> but I don't, I don't resent it for that. You know, one of the great joys of Doctor Who is it's not the same every week, so mm. you know, works for me.
1: Anyway, let's, uh, let's. So yeah, so Quail is having his ward stolen by yeah. the sheriff. Uh, And we're not really told why at this point. So he spits at the sheriff and is immediately killed. Like we say, Mace Tyrell no longer with us. Yeah. Uh, So Robin Hood, back with him, introduces Clara to the Merry Men. And the doctor begins analysing each of them because he thinks they're not real. Yes. You know, he knows they're a legend. Uh, so he begins, like, plucking hair from them, asking them for urine samples. Yeah, it's
0: quite... It, I like this. It's quite a funny thing. Like, you know, he takes on something and says, this isn't a real sandal. <laughs> and uh, and then, like,
1: oh, yes, it is. He believes he's trapped in a miniscope.
0: Yes. This is, is that a
1: Doctor Who thing?
0: It is. It's a classic reference. It's a perky story, Carnival of the Monsters. It's basically like... Like, I don't know, like a, a shrunken down environment where you like shrink down people and trap them inside like they're under a dome or something and you can observe their their natural behaviors right so yeah that's that's the miniscope it's it's just a little nod for the for the classic fans really neither here nor there Mm
1: -hmm. so while speaking to Robin Hood Clara sort of recounts his story back to him yeah and you know, tells him that she's aware of his legend and what he's famous for and everything he's done.
0: Yes, she's slightly taken aback by, but, uh, yeah.
1: So another thing that concerns the Doctor is the climate. He says that you're in Nottingham, approaching winter. It should be cold, it should be freezing. Yeah. But actually, it's... It's quite summery. There's a lot of yeah, greenery beautiful. still on the trees. And... Yeah,
0: positively verdant.
1: Mm-hmm. So Robin Hood explains that there's an archery contest tomorrow, mm-hmm. and he intends to enter. Yeah. The Doctor asks Clara when she began believing in such impossible heroes, and she sort of stares at him. Mm-hmm. So we realise he's the impossible hero. Because I don't know if you picked up on this, David. But throughout this episode, it's uh, trying to tell you that the Doctor's a lot like Robin Hood. I'm surprised Mark Gattis didn't walk in front of the camera holding a piece of paper that just said, when you think about it, the Doctor's a lot like Robin Hood.
0: (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah. So uh, And uh, Clara says, oh, don't go, it's a trap. And and they sort of say, well, yeah, no, of course it's a trap. Yeah. But uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we then cut to the contest. And yes. The final of the competition is between the sheriff. Yeah. And he's up against Tom the Tinkerer, yeah. who is just Robin Hood.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do Robin Hood, you've got to do the archery competition, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's pretty much the best bit in the Disney one.
0: Yeah. And I'd say it's one of the best bits in this episode as well. I really like what they do with it, the way they subvert it. Um, so, you do have the usual shenanigans. Robin splits the arrow. Hooray. You think it's all over. And then Robin's arrow gets split.
1: Yeah. So, it, the sheriff hits a bullseye. Yeah. Robin Hood splits the arrow to win the gold arrow. Except his arrow is then split. And it's the doctor. Yes. Who wins but doesn't want the golden arrow. That's the mm-hmm. prize, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, we then get the Doctor and Robin Hood making trick shots against one another. Yeah. Which ends with the Doctor using the sonic screwdriver to blow up the target.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just says like, oh, this is getting silly. And just, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So, all hell breaks loose when mm-hmm. they realise it's Robin Hood. Yeah. And he cuts the arm off one of the guards. Yes. And this is where the episode descends into madness because it's a robot. Yes,
0: yeah. It, I mean, up until this point, it might you know why was it a Doctor Who story? Mm. Now we know robots. You know,
1: yeah, got so techn- to get our attention. He's not the only one. In. There's loads of robot guards. Yes,
0: uh, and I, I, I this g- gained an extra layer for me at the moment I think I mentioned before um, that little Absorbelov is uh, super into robots himself. Mm. It's uh, just his the the thing that has, has he's become obsessed with over the course of the past year um anytime he sees anything which features like, a knight in armor he assumes it's a robot ah uh,
1: okay and it's, it's, a, it's a an understandable
0: mistake to make they're both humanoid things made of metal um but yeah so i quite enjoyed that they just you know this is just the ultimate mashup to him basically of, of... See? A night that is a robot.
1: Speaking of robots, and I don't want to go down this path again. Yeah. But uh, I was helping a friend move house yesterday. Uh, So just, you know, shifting wardrobes and beds. And in her house, she had one of those Roomba Uh robots. And written on a bit of masking tape stuck on the top, her Roomba robot is called Sir Lot. (laughs) Good work. quite liked. Yeah. So... The Doctor surrenders and it's all part of his plan. He wants to get captured. Yes. And when he does, the robots disintegrate a pauper. So we can see that they've got real threat about them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, the sort of the helmet opens up and just fires a purple laser out of its forehead.
1: So once captured, the Doctor and Robin Hood have a huge argument. Mm-hmm. Which makes Clara feel very awkward to the point she screams at them. Yeah. It's.
0: I. Yeah, I love all the bickering in this. Mm. You know, that it's just. They both want to be the hero. They've, they've obviously just taken a dislike to each other. <laughs> I, I think it's just because, like. The Doctor, you know, Robin Hood is very used to just swanning about, charming everyone he meets, you know, flashing them a smile and doing the odd "ha ha ha" Robin Hood thing. And it's just it's not working on the Doctor, and he has no backup for that. Um,
1: so they they have but, a competition over yeah. who will die slowest.
0: <laughs> yes. It's all just so
1: petty, isn't yeah. it? And we find yeah. out at this point that the sheriff has stolen the sonic screwdriver. Yes. So, coming in at number three on my Coldplay countdown uh-huh. is Warning Sign, a lesser known song. Mm-hmm. It's from the album A Sudden Rush of Blood to the Head. Features in the film The Last Kiss, starring Zach Braff. Uh I think that's where I first learnt about it. It's really good. I'd recommend you l- give it a listen. Okay. It's a bit It's a bit sad, Um like, my top two are absolute bangers, but that's like a little sad song mm. about lost love. Well, there you go. Uh, I can't remember where I was then. I, I just wrote so, down talk about Coldplay. Uh, <laughs> so, so this so is... the sonic pl- screwdriver's been stolen.
0: Yes, yeah, because um, doesn't uh, Clara get commandeered by yeah, the guard?
1: So we find out that when they ask the Doctor do you have a plan? He goes, yeah, of course I do. Yeah. And Clara goes, well, does it involve the sonic screwdriver? I think she says, tell me your plan without using the word sonic screwdriver. <laughs> yeah. And he can't because it's been stolen. So yeah. because Clara is sort of mothering these two, mm-hmm. um, when the guard enters, he believes she he must is be... the leader.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so she's taken away. Yeah. The Merry Men are planning a rescue. And they ask why the sheriff only cares about gold. So we get a little mention here Mm -hmm. of the overarching theme that the sheriff is hoarding all this gold. Yes. Now, my mind immediately went to Cybermen because we've seen Ah, it as their weakness. So I thought maybe, is he gathering it because his robot men are at war with the Cybermen? Yeah. But no, that would make too much sense for this episode. <laughs> because he's making like a big circuit board. Yep. And then I thought, we've seen that before in Fires of Pompeii, haven't we? We have, yeah. So again, I thought, oh, is it going to link back to that? Nope, nope. No No fire people below the surface. Nope. So Clara dines with the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And again, I couldn't work out. Do you think they made the sheriff really creepy just to drive home that he's a bad guy, or do you think it was just like the sensibilities of the time? Because I don't think you could maybe do that scene these days. Uh, you know, he's he's very he's he's a couple of moves away from groping Clara. Yeah, he is, and it's it's
0: that's intentional. Like it, it's it's meant to come off as as creepy and unpleasant. Is it like you certainly couldn't do that with anyone that you're wanting to portray in a heroic light. Um but no he's a wrong and they're portraying him as a wrong un but uh and ultimately it it then gives Clara uh ammunition to to kind of just get the whole story out of him like she she plays him like a fiddle in this scene,
1: yeah, I like that he thinks the sonic screwdriver is a wand,
0: yeah, I mean you would wouldn't you,
1: yeah. I mean, really, let's
0: let's be honest. It is a (laughs) what.
1: Yeah, it pretty much is. (laughs) So we're back with the Doctor and Robin Hood, who are plotting their escape. And the plan involves Robin Hood pretending to be mentally unwell. Yep. Uh, So he shouts and shouts and shouts to get the guard's attention. Yep. When the guard enters, uh, Robin Hood headbutts him. Yep. The key drops to the floor, but he accidentally kicks the key down a grate.
0: Well, it's it's a it's a joint effort. It's it's in keeping with this theme of that Robin and the Doctor. Uh, it's such a clash of egos that they can't work effectively together, and so they're both trying to grab the the key with their feet at the same time, and in doing so, they manage to yeah kick it down the drain. So, yeah, good job, guys.
1: Yeah. So Clara then tricks the sheriff into telling him, telling her, sorry, his tale. Yes. So he's underappreciated by Prince John mm. until there was a starship crash. Yeah. Uh, the robot men saw him as their leader and he wants to take over the world.
0: Yeah. I do quite like you saying, you know, first Nottingham and then Lincoln. <laughs> Yeah. And after Lincoln Derby, <laughs> uh, that, always makes me chuckle that line, uh, but yeah, so there you go, we kind of got our pretty much the full explanation here. Uh, the, the, the robot men have found a useful rube in uh, the sheriff, and they're gonna. You know they've 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 fobbed him off with some talk of doing his bidding, but you know clearly they're just going to escape and be done with it.
1: So we then get a little scene where Robin Hood and the Doctor escape together because mm-hmm. they're still shackled to one another.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: back with the sheriff, he asks Clara what her story is, uh, and she says, "Well." I'm not going to tell you. I think originally she says, if you tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. Yes, yeah. And she says, you know, that's not happening. And again, this is where we get the fact that the sheriff is very, very keen to have Clara, shall we say.
0: Yes, yes. That would be fair.
1: So whilst they're running around trying to escape, the doctor enters the spaceship. Mm-hmm. So, the castle... I couldn't work this out. Was the castle entirely the ship, or had the ship amalgamated itself to look like part of the castle?
0: The latter, I believe.
1: Yeah. So, he's... He's on the ship, and he finds out that they're going to the Promised Land. Yeah. So, that's the only time it's mentioned. We don't get a Missy cameo.
0: We don't, no.
1: No, so... But- but still, still,
0: keep keeping that keeping that sort of bubbling away under the surface. Mm. Um,
1: so much like the half faced man, yeah, they're aiming to get to the promised land.
0: They are, and then he uh, is this where he accesses the, the all the data on Robin Hood.
1: Yeah, so yeah. the ship is disguised to fit in with the castle. Yeah, there's a radiation leak, and that's what's feeding the climate. Yeah, that's why it's so warm. As we're approaching winter. Yep. Uh, Robin Hood was created to create the illusion of hope to yes. keep the local residents happy.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, the Doctor's theory, because it couldn't possibly be that, that Robin Hood is actually real. Yeah. Um, so and he believes when, that sorry, Robin I've, Hood...
1: Go on, sorry. Yeah,
0: so there is um, when he's accessing the data banks and it's flashing through all these different. You get sort of like little little pictures of different like books and mm-hmm. screen adaptations of Robin Hood and throughout the ages and stuff. You know, it's this enduring myth uh, that that um, they've apparently pulled from. One of the images that flashes up is uh, a previous doctor portraying Robin Hood. Okay. It's uh, Patrick Trouton from a nineteen fifty three. Uh, adaptation from the BBC.
1: Oh, right. Because um, I'm, I'm trying to think, the BBC adaptation, there was Robin of Sherwood, wasn't there? That was in... Was the that the six, 70s? 60s or,
0: the or 70s, I think. Yeah. Maybe late 60s. Uh, there have been so many TV adaptations. I mean, there was one in... Was it not long after Doctor Who rebooted, like 2006? 2000, which was yeah, pretty poor, if memory serves. Yeah,
1: that was when Every Saturday night, there was similar, wasn't there? Because there was yeah. Merlin.
0: Yes, these um. were those series were all coming hot off the heels of Doctor Who, because that really brought back this idea of like a Saturday tea time family adventure yeah. show. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame that that's been kind of lost again now. I feel like um, nobody's really doing those kinds of shows again anymore, except for Doctor Who. Yeah,
1: it's all quizzes isn't it yeah yeah bring
0: yeah bring back the tea time family drama uh but uh yeah um it's it's not nice little nod there there isn't much surviving footage of that uh patrick trout and robin hood Mm -hmm. uh thing because it was obviously this was back in the day when tv wasn't just like it was broadcast live like a stage play yeah yeah you know, there was no editing whatsoever at this stage, but uh, yeah.
1: Right, so in number two of my yep. Coldplay Countdown is Life in Technicolor Part 2. Not not a fan of Part 1? Uh, I think the Part 1 is pretty much the same song, just instrumental. Mm. So yeah, I, I like it. It's from their 2008 EP Prospects March.
0: Mm. Sounds a bit lazy just doing just doing the same song with and without vocals
1: yeah Quite right, a different it, song it features uh, a sitar on the intro i quite like that yeah that's it, uh, it's it, described by wikipedia as being baroque pop <laughs> all right then <laughs> so yeah i mean that's that's
0: quite daring and experimental isn't it uh, throwing a sitar in there it's not like the beatles did that 50 years previously <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, all the Manic Street pe- Preachers' their song "Tsunami" has got yeah. a sitar on it.
0: I, I I shouldn't be too sneery. I I'm always a, a good for a bit of sitar in a song. Any yeah. unusual instrumentation, um, uh, that always helps prick my ears up. But
1: uh, right, not that so, I'm
0: going to start listening to Coldplay. But
1: your loss, your yeah. loss. So the sheriff and the robots appear, and yep. Robin Hood grabs Clara, who's also there. And jumps out the window into the moat. Yes. And the doctor works out that the reason that the sheriff is hoarding all the gold is he's building a matrix to fix the ship's engines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just as he works it out, a robot knocks the, him out and he's back in the dungeon. Yeah. But this time he's there with Quail's Ward. Yes. The girl from earlier. Yeah. Uh, and they kill a guard... And aim to escape. Yep. Uh, whilst this is happening, Robin Hood interrogates Clara, mm-hmm. and the Doctor basically tells all the sort of peasants in the dungeon to grab and polish all the shiny gold platters. Yeah. And the reason they do that is when they're shot with laser beams, they're able to bounce them back at the robots. Yeah.
0: Pretty good little uh, trick.
1: So, they run about for a bit, yep, and they work out that if the sheriff launches his ship before it's entirely repaired uh whilst he's trying to get back to the promised land, it will blow up and take England with it,
0: yeah, which we wouldn't want now, would we
1: uh, I certainly hope not, yeah, uh so the doctor then works out that Robin Hood is real,
0: yes, yeah, the penny finally drops.
1: And Robin Hood re-enters with Clara. Yeah. So, we sort of reach the climax of the episode where Robin Hood and the sheriff have a duel around the castle.
0: Yeah, I genuinely think, for doc- by Doctor Who standards, it's a pretty decent bit of proper swashbuckling action. You know, there's some good little stunts. He does the thing where he, like, has the, the dagger and goes down the tapestry and... You know all that sort of nonsense. It's uh, you know don't see that that often in Doctor Who, Um, but yeah, it's it's over quite quickly, and the sheriff falls into the vat of molten gold.
1: Yeah, so Robin Hood uses the Doctor's move that he'd used previously to Robin Hood into the river. Yeah, so he pirouettes round, uses his bottom to knock the doc the uh, sheriff from a beam. Because they're fighting up in the rafters and he falls into the molten gold. Now, are you aware of the deleted scene Uh, from this one? Is this
0: the, the beheading? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So originally Robin Hood, I don't know whether they filmed it or whether it was cut before it was filmed. Yeah. But beheads the sheriff and we see circuitry to prove that the sheriff is a robot himself. Yes, yeah. But the week that this episode aired two american journalists were beheaded by isis yes so for obvious reasons it was cut yes indeed
0: uh i think they yeah i think they had filmed it um but yeah it 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 didn't seem judicious under the circumstances
1: no so the ship does begin to take off but only just Mm. and the doctor works out in order for it to take off safely it needs more gold
0: can I, can I ask actually let's just just dwell on this for just for a second so because I'm just thinking about it now the because of that decision and obviously that is now set that, that you know it's not like they've restored it since <laughs> the, the version I watched there was no beheading as far as I no, can say no, no. there's I, never been an edit where that's been restored I
1: watched the BBC iPlayer yeah. version and it, it wasn't on there
0: so that fundamentally changes the story yeah, because, because it's now robots... ambiguous.
1: Yeah the robots landed and chose him to be their leader. Yeah. Except he was a robot the whole time.
0: Yeah. So which which do you prefer? Like do you like that it's ambiguous that it, he could have been a robot or he could could have just been an idiot?
1: Um yeah I, I like I like the original idea that he stumbled across this crash ship and now he yeah. plans to use it for his own power.
0: Yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I prefer. So in some ways, it's like uh, it it maybe benefits the episode. But uh, anyway, yes. So moving on. Uh,
1: so, yeah, they need more gold in order for the ship to take off safely. So they plan to use the golden arrow that was the prize in yeah. the archery competition. Yeah. Except Robin Hood is now injured, so he can't fire it accurately. It turns out, in the archery contest, the doctor cheated. All his arrows had homing devices in them. So that's mm-hmm. why he was able to do his magnificent trick shots. Yeah. Um, so Clara says they need to work together. So Robin Hood if... like lies on the floor. The doctor holds part of the bow. Mm-hmm. Clara holds part of the bow.
0: Yeah.
1: And amazingly, at a distance of well <laughs> over like 500 metres... They accurately shoot (laughs) an arrow exactly where it needs to go. You know, it's not like it's not like the trench run on the Death Star Mm -hmm. because that's big enough that it realistically makes sense. Here, uh, it's just ridiculous.
0: It's a little silly, isn't it? It does, especially the fact that the idea that three people using a bow could be more accurate than one (laughs) person—that's yeah. It's a bit of a
1: stretch. I I like to think that Mark Gatiss was at home and he was really struggling with the ending. And then all of a sudden he was like, Eureka! I've got it! (laughs) Why don't they all fire the bow?
0: I I think you're giving Mark Gatiss too much credit in the amount of thought he puts into his episodes. But, you know, in a more serious episode, it would bother me more. But with an episode that is generally quite a light-hearted, rompy sort of affair... I'll let it slide.
1: Yeah, because they do hit exactly where it needs yep. to go.
0: So that boosts it enough into space that when it explodes... It's, it's out in
1: orbit. Yeah. And I thought when it blew up, we'd see all the robots with Missy, but we don't.
0: No. Well, they're robots, aren't they? Uh,
1: so Clara and Robin... But then Hull. again,
0: a half-faced man sort of a robot.
1: Yeah. Mm. Clara and Robin Hood have a little flirt. Yes. He says, be safe if you can, but always be amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know if you picked up on this throughout the episode, David.
0: No, what's that?
1: Robin Hood says the Doctor's just like him.
0: Oh, yes, yes, he does. i would forgotten all about that, yeah. Yeah, because
1: yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but they sort of hang mm. a hat on it through the episode. Mm.
0: The one thing I do specifically, like, genuinely like about this... Uh, yes, you're, you're right, it is heavy-handed, but... I like that it makes reference to the fact that the doctor is sort of aristocratic.
1: Mm.
0: That's not always touched on, but at the end of the day, you know, he is a time Lord, you know, he's one of the, the chosen ones, if you like. Mm -hmm. Um, and he does have that air of it to him at various points in, you know, throughout his incarnations. Um, so, it, it is a strong parallel to make. Yes, they lay it on thick, but uh, it's not coming out of nowhere. No.
1: So, the Doctor says that he's not a hero. Mm-hmm. And Robin is sad because he knows that all he really wants in life is his former love, Maid Marian. Yeah. So, as the TARDIS disappears, stood behind it, is Maid Marian, who was Quail's ward all along.
0: Yeah. Who saw that coming, eh?
1: Mm, oh, not me. <laughs> the fact that there's no main Marion all the way through it, but they really point to this female character. Yeah. Who ha- who doesn't has a name. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's it. Robots of Sherwood. <laughs>
0: Finish. You know the one Coldplay
1: song? Oh, it's Clocks. I don't know if you know Clocks from the album Rush of Blood to the Head.
0: Mm hmm. It might be one of those ones where I would, if it's famous, I might recognise it if I heard
1: it. Oh, you'd recognise the piano intro. Mm. Okay. I I don't think
0: I have ever, like, I couldn't name
1: a Coldplay song. Oh, you must be able to. I mean, the most famous one is probably Yellow. But I, I do not, no, no.
0: I mean, you can sing us, you can, you've can. sung once already this, this podcast, you can give us a little burst of it.
1: No, no. No? No, the listeners don't deserve that. One and done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what have we got next week? So next week, um,
0: it is a little episode called Listen. Okay. So, not much to go on with that title. No,
1: but the ones that have only got one word titles, they tend to be... Certainly something like Listen. I don't know, it makes me think it's going to be maybe a bit horror theme They're yeah. usually the best ones, like Blink is the obvious example. And yeah. what was the one from last series with that monster in the other dimension in the haunted house? Hide. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: So you've got high hopes for this one then, potentially?
1: Yeah, I'm hoping it, well, it can't be any worse than this crock of <laughs> shite.
0: Well, fingers crossed, eh? Um, So do join us for that, listeners. Until next time, thank you very much for listening, and cheerio. Yeah,
1: don't forget, donate to our charity collection. See you next week. Oh, yes, please do. Cheerio. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com, and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod.
0: And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.